Be somebody podcast. Be somebody billions. My name is Amadeo. My name is Amadeo. Welcome to the ninth <laughs> episode. This is it. Like Number I didn't nine. say anything about that. Say anything about what? I said your name. You're like my name's Amadeo, and I was like my name's Amadeo. Oh, I didn't notice. I'm sorry. I'm so used to like you know you know it's like an automatic process. It's all robotic at this point. <laughs> episode nine. We're jacked up on caffeine right now. Take a sip of this coffee. We are done. God damn it. <laughs> Every fucking time. All right, should we start Turn over? Turn your here? stupid phone off. Should we start no, over? I want this in the podcast so that you all know the mistakes this man Dude, makes. it's not my phone. It's my computer because my computer, computer is linked to Turn my phone. Okay, put it on mute. Oh, my God. All right, there we go. <laughs> Please excuse Enrique, you know. All right, I'm sorry. Sometimes forgets these little details. Uh... It's because I was <laughs> testing the sound before we hit record. We were, we were testing it, so I didn't need put it up so I can hear myself and I forgot alright buddy okay <laughs> now let's talk about this so it's Friday Friday evening you're done yeah. with the semester you officially been... an hour ago I finished this semester you turn in your last final yeah did you, did you yeah, get my he snapchat said, he sent me a snapchat of him running through campus I was literally campus running through campus 10 minutes before the final 5 o'clock <laughs> deadline yeah <laughs> I made it though what class is it it was for uh, advanced screenwriting mm. yeah I just submitted a bunch of short stories a bunch of short stories. So you had to, mimble, uh, you had to submit multiple scripts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About what? How many scripts? They were five. Five different mm-hmm. scripts. How long were they each? Ten. Ten pages. Mm-hmm. Which ten. is which is like a <laughs> ten minute short film. Okay, not yeah. bad. A couple of them I already had done, but I just like touched a couple of them up, like t- all today. And you've been doing that over the course of the whole semester. Mm-hmm. Just writing. Hmm. Which is really cool because I've never like devoted myself to like, all right, I'm going to write, you know? Would you say, okay, so we took screenwriting a couple of years ago. We did. That was the introduction to screenwriting. And mm-hmm. what did you think? What was your first impression or your impression throughout the class? For the introduction? You know what? No, no, no. Forget that. What was your final impression of screenwriting, writing in general, coming up with a story? Um... I would say it was it, it still felt very like hazing, but like now I have like such a better understanding of story structure. How so? <laughs> well, like well, before, I, just, I just want to understand. Well, it, all right. Like, in terms of like story, it's just like English class. Because we haven't talked again. about we've talked about the creative process before. But we haven't talked mm-hmm. about your the results of that process. We haven't talked about what yeah. you've done. Yeah, projects, it's what? it's like one thing sitting through like What's English class and you listen like you listen about Joseph Campbell's like story structure like uh hero's journey and whatnot and it's like another idea of like really like writing about that because you can't just write a story just to write a story which is like what's like i mean i mean i'm not i'm not an author like you this is like two different sides of writing which is interesting this is this is a good uh i'm not an author either i mean but you're (laughs) you're a writer like in terms of like short stories novels opposed to a screenwriter which is more that there is this story but there has to be this over ar- overarching arc in the story where this character develops as a person and it has to fall in these specific things have to happen. We ca- in, in the movie world, we call them beats. So there's like these story beats that every movie has, like every single movie has these beats hmm. and your story has to have, has to has, have those beats. And, and that's what makes a film. In order to function as an entertaining mm-hmm. movie. And like, I, I haven't written like, like you have, so I have no idea if it's the same idea where, these things have to happen, you know? Well, what define something that has to happen? What's um, something that has to happen? So there's the conflict, 
There's the initiation. You want to pull up like <laughs> the, my my notes from this whole semester? Whatever there's you there's feel, nine specific you feel like beats. Doing. All right, let's let's talk about beats. <laughs> uh oh. One moment, excuse me. Why he pulls this bullshit up? It's actually um important. So there's yeah. So in the movie world, there's beats. So every single movie has falls into these specific story structure points that happen that a character does and that kind of resolves into a story um and and so far and then so forth with the whole you know you've heard these terms of act one act two act three yes every single story in terms of like film has to fall into that and so like i feel like it's it is the same as writing just because our like movie beats are based off of like joseph campbell which is like kind of the guy that's regarded as you know story structure mm-hmm. also in terms of writing so that's why i feel like we it all it's all similar with storytelling storytelling applies to both screenwriting and prose and even poetry <laughs> i'm not sure um i i didn't like screenwriting as much as i like really writing okay wait, wait, wait. actually i just have a great example right here to explain it all right, so okay. this is the way you explain to me that every time I get confused with the story, I just think about it this way, and then it, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. So there's three acts, act one, act two, act three. And within those three acts, there's three beats that fall into every single act. So for an example, let's say there's a story that a man wants to ask a woman to marry her. So act one, we start off with our first beat, which is our given circumstance. So that's the man has been in this relationship for two years. That's like background you know, to the story. So given circumstance, man has been in a relationship for two years. The problem, which is our second B, is he doesn't know, he doesn't control the woman. So he doesn't know what's going to happen when he asked her this. Mm-hmm. His desire, he wants to marry the woman. So that's the third B. So that's end of act one. Start of act two is our action. Gets down on one knee to ask her to marry her, marry him. Expectation. He thinks the woman's going to say yes because he's been in a relationship for two years. Discovery. Which is our our third B in our act, and our act two is um, woman woman doesn't love him. So then there, that's kind of the end of of um, act two, which is also like in the terms of like the climax of like a story where like it's like the rising action. <laughs> you just gotta look at me blank. And then act three is our emotion. So man is sad, man is depressed, heartbroken, and then the next B is his choice. What is he gonna do now? Mm-hmm. Is he gonna slap her? Is he actually? Yeah. I don't know why he would do yeah, that. Why the fuck would you say that? I don't know. I'm reading literally what Whoa. the professor wrote, but as I say that, it's not a good thing to do. Do not do that. <laughs> Respect women. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is some. These are notes. I didn't, I didn't write horrible I'm literally fiction, reading my notes from the professor. You don't have to. It's fine. I get it. <laughs> what do you mean? All right. Let's just say, in terms of a story, of the story, let's say he slaps her. That's his choice. Yeah. And then the last beat is a consequence. The so he goes to prison. What's going to happen? Yeah. So those are our nine beats that every single story falls into. I don't know why we've got to this point to explaining these beats, but yeah, I don't know. Well, we got to this point yeah. because we're talking about storytelling, yeah, yeah. discussing the so, craft. Right, right, right. So before about writing, yeah, for our intro, like I, I kind of understood this, but I didn't know how to create a story and like naturally make sure it hits this. Like I would write a story and be like, wait, it doesn't make sense because there's not a desire. The character doesn't want to do anything because you kind of want your characters. You need to build them up. So you as an audience member can root for this character. You want to go on this journey with them. Okay. You know, you want Aladdin to 
survive in the end and get Jasmine. <laughs> Back to Aladdin, best best Disney <laughs> film. So no, no, we had to, we had this discussion earlier in the previous podcast. Give that a listen if you haven't already. But he says I, Enrique I, says Aladdin is the best Disney film. I say Mulan is the best Disney film. Yeah, yeah that's Wait, how, how would how would you <laughs> then wrong, approach guess. like what I just well broke what down. I was about to ask you so going back to the uh, the hero's journey where's the wiggle room the beats beats of the story where's the wiggle room well those are the beats what I just I just no broke I understand down. but like what can you do to experiment what can you do to switch it up does it you can do always both. is you it, do so much is it always gonna like fall into the category of choice of rising action of the yeah well like give me a movie right now and then I'll 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 break this down I'll try to I'm not a pro but um Interstellar. Okay, Interstellar. Be, <laughs> yeah, Interstellar falls into this perfectly. Yeah, these beats. No, fall. I'm not trying to give you like an experimental example that's not going to really apply to that. I'm just like giving you any example. Of it. Okay, Interstellar. So yeah, a lot of people. So given circumstances, wait. Do you remember Interstellar? Interstellar's pretty new, right? Most people have seen it. What's what's something that everyone's seen? The Lion years? King. Let's do the Lion King. Lion King. Everyone's seen it. Or no, no, no. Let's do Finding Nemo. Oh, I don't remember Finding Nemo that much. All right, we'll try. Right, we'll, do we'll do Aladdin. We'll do Aladdin. Yeah, Aladdin. <laughs> All right, Aladdin, given the circumstances, we have our main protagonist. What's his name? Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, all right. Keep in mind, it's the end of finals week. No, 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 my brain is destroyed. I, the other day, I messaged uh, Amadeo, and I literally snapped him, and I was at the our library in our university for 14 hours straight from 12 p.m. to 2 a.m. at the same spot. And, as, and I haven't been every day at the li- well, I've been every day at the library, but not that long. But that's basically like what what's what's been happening this past week. Not and I'm like, I'm so like. Uh, now this guy took a, t- a fucking pillow and an air mattress, and he just slept underneath the table and got a study bust. <laughs> it's been bad. Well, you, but I no, passed you, my class though. No, that's you all pa- that he passed his classes flying colors. It's all good. Yeah, it's all I know, great. and I got a pretty good You're grade too. On. I'm really happy about dude. I'm so I feel so accomplished, dude. That's the first time that I generally like put in so much work for a class. Like crazy work. Mm-hmm. Like so much. Well it paid off. And it paid off in the end. I didn't think it was gonna be like dude, I went through so many crises because if I would have failed that class, I would have my application to grad school would have gone denied. And I wouldn't be able to go to grad school. I know, right? It's crazy. Anyways, <laughs> Aladdin. <laughs> Wait, what about your finals? How did your finals go? They're, they went okay. <laughs> did you do good? <laughs> I did fine. I passed that's everything good. fine. I liked your uh, presentation the, that I saw in the hallway. Did you see the, well, that's the result of the presentation. We had to put together this... What the fuck was it? Like a poster... And a supplementary like material for my international marketing class is the name of the course. And the final presentation just we had to talk about a product and we needed to bring that product to a new country. It was all hypothetical, of course, but we mm-hmm. had to pretend that we were part of a professional marketing agency or that we were professionals within a marketing agency and we needed to do all the research possible and pitch this like the professor herself herself yeah. was an executive wanting to mm-hmm. know the possibilities. Was so. it like an actual executive or is it just like the professor? No, it was the professor, but oh, she, okay. no, she was going to grade us very um, strictly mm-hmm. on the performance, on the presentation, on the articulation of mm-hmm. the feasibility of the product itself. Like, would it even sell yeah. in the country that you're trying to take it to? And mm-hmm. we did real good. Nice. We'll say that. We got an A. Oh, that's good. <laughs> we got so, an w- A. Would you say that you're, I guess, like, 
Oh my god, I'm spacing. Um, <laughs> presentation my, yeah, skills my, are good. It's my education paying off. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to, I guess. Would, I mean, would, would I put you say my, you're a good presenter? I put my heart like, into are, it, you, are you a good public speaker? I'm learning to be. Mm-hmm. Um, public speaking. It's it's a tricky topic. Like it's, it was it was awkward for me in the very beginning. Yeah, as, it is, as I'm sure it is for mm-hmm. a lot of people, and for a lot of people, it isn't a lot of people. No, I don't want to go into that. But as a for me, mm-hmm. it was so like wooden. I had to fucking like read my little speech and like remember to look up and try to make eye contact with at least three different people throughout the room or on either side of the room, and like slow my voice down and emphasize this word here, this word there. Watch mm-hmm. my inflection. Make sure that I am someone you want to listen to someone that you want to pay attention to. I have to be a presence. Mm -hmm. And at least that's what they told us in the very beginning when we were forced to brush up on our public speaking ability in my senior English class. No, I would say you're a good public speaker. I would say you're probably one of the best public speakers I know. I'm learning. Like if I, if I died, (laughs) I would want you to, I would want you to give my, my my monologue and my um, eulogy. Yeah. My eulogy. I don't want to give a eulogy. (laughs) That'd break my heart. Damn, God dude. Damn. You got to start writing it right now. <laughs> yeah, so this guy was like, I knew him kind of, kind of <laughs> I don't know. I think he liked the leather or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, what are we talking about? Fine. Okay, Aladdin, how does, it, how does Aladdin apply to the beats of a story? What you were just talking about. Um, right. So Aladdin. So there are three act acts. One, three yeah, acts. Three act. Did act you say there one. were three beats per act or two yeah, beats three per beats, act? Yeah, three beats per act. Okay, basics so, of storytelling. Pay attention. Okay, three acts. Act one, <laughs> given circumstances. So Aladdin, he's, um, um, what's the word? Um, he lives on the streets and he basically steals. Problem. He's, um, he lives. He wants food and he wants to, you know, like, well, actually... It, it, this is where it gets tricky. I, I don't want to go too much into it because this is all, it's going to be like a lecture and I don't want to do that. Anyways, the problem give is that, give, it, give me it in one sentence. Well, usually there's like something that happens between given circumstance and a problem, which is like the inciting inc- incident. So for an Aladdin, it's when he meets the princess and he's like, oh, like she's cute. And so the problem is that he's, <laughs> he lives on good. the streets and she's a princess. He can't get to her. <laughs> then the next beat is his desire. He wants to get with her, but he can't. Mm-hmm. And then act two, then we move into the action, which is then um, he goes to get the lamp for. Uh, yeah, no, I wish I could chip in because I don't remember Aladdin at all whatsoever. <laughs> Let's do a different story than that you remember then. What's the story? story that I remember. Okay, a movie that I know. By heart. By heart. We'll go with Mulan. Let's do Mulan. Actually, I don't I remember know. Mulan that much. Oh, okay. Let's do. I actually, have I even seen Mulan? I don't think I've even seen Mulan. Okay, I'm about to turn off the microphone and smack <laughs> you off camera. What the fuck? I don't think I've seen Milan. <laughs> I feel like I have, though. I don't know, dude. But maybe when I was a kid, because I, I have memories of Milan, but I don't. I can't tell you the story right now. Uh, the daughter of a man. He was once a soldier. He's yeah, I remember old that. now. He's injured, uh, injured. Injured. War is about to break out between China and the Huns. And he's called to battle. He can't fight. It's guaranteed that he'd die if he tried. Mm-hmm. So Mulan, in order to bring honor to her family, mm-hmm. <laughs> volunteers in his place, disguises herself as a man, 
to fit into the Chinese, ancient Chinese uh, men's only army. Um, yeah, so that, that obviously, so... See, just the, right, th- just right there. You already described Act <clears throat> One. You gave us the given the given circumstances. You gave us the problem, and you gave us the desire. <coughs> okay. That's already Act One, right there. What you just described. <laughs> okay, so Act Two. What was Act Two? Well, I don't know. I don't. I tell, no, keep no, no, telling no, the story. No, what was Act Two? Like in your notes. Oh, Act Two is the remember. action. So I think the action would be that she no, then she, goes yeah, she, in and enlists. Tra- yeah, she enlists. Yeah. She trains. At, at first, it's difficult for her to adjust to everything that's expected. Everyone's kind of like. <laughs> rusty or <laughs> they don't know what the fuck they're doing yeah and so it takes you know a few musical numbers and some time <laughs> and they get it done they they it's, it's a proper army you know yo that should be on a t-shirt make a, a man few out musical of you. numbers man and were made some time. Out of them. i like that i like that line well you're welcome that was a good line can i write that down no don't you can listen back to it <laughs> just rewind it back <laughs> all right and then action scene enlists expectations the action the battle no, no, the expectation is that she's going to make it and the discovery is that she, doesn't she get kicked out? Because we yes, discover that she's she, actually a girl. She gets injured in the process. Mm, okay. During like some kind of battle scene where she saves the army, but she gets stabbed by someone who happened to, I think it was um, the primary antagonist himself mm-hmm. who like rode on horseback and just like swiped her with a sword or something. And so she's uh, taken care of in the tent and then the general comes in, the general that she kind of has a crush on, you know, the love, central love interest, but yeah, it yeah. can't be like a love interest of hers. Um, he goes into the tent to see how he is doing, but he happens to be a she. And instead of executing her, as would be, I guess, according to the movie, custom to Chinese law, because she broke the law, mm-hmm. instead of executing Milan, he forces her out. You got to go. We can't have you here. You've got to go. Mm-hmm. And so then they continue to march on toward the city. And then what happens after? Um, the Huns take the city. They kidnap the emperor. But, you know, it's a Disney film. Mulan saves the day. Well, yeah, there you go. But it's also a legend. It's more than yeah, just so a Disney film. Discovery, <laughs> she's a girl. Emotion, she's probably like, there's probably a little scene where she's like sad and like. Well, yeah, because she's got whatnot. kicked out. She's yeah. all alone. And then she her choice is like, nah, I'm going to go back. Fuck that. Consequence, she saves the day. There, that, there's your story right there. And it's timeless. It's timeless. There you go. Yeah. But like, yeah, there you go. It's a legend. It's, it dates back thousands of years. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. I want to see the live action adaptation, yeah. whenever that might release. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that you read, everything that you see, you can apply this framework to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you did to make your own stories. Mm-hmm. Storytelling is difficult for me because sometimes I have trouble outlining my story, especially when like, I don't know exactly what it is that I want to write. Yeah. I just know like bits and pieces of like scenes or things that, I, scenes that I want to happen, things that I want to say, mm-hmm. characters that I want to place in these situations and have them either grow or are naturally or forcefully. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. So it's like, it's kind of, it's kind of hard <laughs> to like outline it all. I just feel like I like to sit down before the blank page and kind of freestyle it. But sometimes that's kind of been my, to my detriment mm-hmm. because then I kind of like write myself into a corner, yeah, into a hole that I can't dig myself out of or write myself out of. And then I've got to like either delete the chapter or go all the way back. Make it, <laughs> <laughs> that's, all, that's also the beauty of it, though. Like you a know? revision. 
It is. It's a process. It's a. T- it's. It, right. It's. It's. It's, mm-hmm. it's art, dude. It is. A, <laughs> it's art. <laughs> but like, it's a fucking procedure. Yeah, that's interesting, man. Because I think I write differently. Where, obviously, it's film. So when I'm writing it, I already know how I'm gonna shoot it, and I have like these images in my head that I just kind of have to write out. And like, for a lot of times, for me, it's like I know where I'm starting and I know where I want to end, and it's like the in between where I really have to think. You know? Hmm. Like, I actually, I don't want to say that story. I actually just wrote a really good story that I really liked. And it, it's actually based on true events that you and I were were there. Okay, I'm sick of this, Marcy. Be proud of what you do. <laughs> no, but I, I don't want to talk about it because it's like a lot of personal things within Well, you don't story. have to talk about it. Just be like, I wrote something that I'm proud of. I like it a lot. That's it. Period. Fuck that. You, didn't, you don't <laughs> know if it's good. I mean... Show me it. I'm a fucking... I'll, <laughs> I'll see for myself I don't know it's just if you like something you like something mm-hmm. no one else has to I would say I'm like very much a writer I'm like very I don't know if whatever I whenever I write I like there's very much like arcs that are like hopeless romantic arcs you know where it's kind of like I like writing sometimes like guy gets girl but then like sometimes he doesn't and then it's guy playing on. with that emotion of that guy being alone. Mm-hmm. I wrote really. I, I I'll show it to you. I'll show it to you. Man versus man, man versus woman, man mm-hmm. versus self. It's just like so interesting, like just writing about like person versus self and like emotions. Man, emotions are the best to write about. Yeah, they <laughs> that's they, they my, are that, honestly they that's are. That's my personality. They are. And I learn more about myself. Mm-hmm. I learn more about what could potentially be if I imagine these situations and I try to look at it from all possible angles from both sides of the story or all sides of the story mm-hmm. because that's how you make engaging stories mm-hmm. with but sometimes you you kind of have to show just one side because it's kind of putting yourself in that headspace in that world of that one person well yes of course but you try to consider it from all sides within that single perspective mm-hmm. that's if you're writing it from a first person perspective yeah that's true if it's third person you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. You can always know what everyone's thinking because that's just the omniscient narrator. Mm-hmm. That's just one way to do it. I personally like to write stories that are in the first person. I, why well, I, I want to be wrong mm-hmm. about what my characters are thinking or what what other characters might be thinking because I want to be surprised. I want to surprise myself when it comes to the writing. Mm-hmm. That's when the fucking magic happens because yeah. then you're just like shit. I didn't see this coming. Mm-hmm. You get all like hyped up on it. You type 400 words you type 500 words you type a thousand words you type a whole chapter one night mm-hmm. and it's effortless and it's just this, this like almost authentic connection between people that you kind of feel like you know and maybe someone will read it and they'll say like like do you know these people like did you just yeah are you like like did you put me in this book because yeah. like, you, did, you definitely put some people in this book I was like no yeah. this is all from my imagination because when you think about the emotion, when you think about when you take from your experience and transfer it to the page, um, where the fuck was I going? <laughs> uh, when you take your experience and transfer it to the page, that's just when you write what you know, you can also better write what you don't know. Yeah. If that no, makes yeah. any sense at all. No, that, that's interesting because in <clears throat> film, it's definitely, there is that big gap where obviously you can't write first person you know it's like very you have to show it you know it can't be those like because i you know like there's books where like you know i then thought this or i then thought that you can film in the first person you can but it's not like it's gonna be it's gonna be 
obviously outside because you have to see somebody mm-hmm. unless it's like the first person. Do you remember what was that movie called? The first person movie. It was a bit controversial when it came out when it was released, not only for the violence oh, but because it was yeah, it made yeah. sick. Um, what was it called? Uh, you know what? <laughs> it was called a uh, Hardcore Henry. Hardcore there you Henry. Go. There you go. Yeah. It was the first person mm-hmm. action movie. Um, <laughs> caused a lot of motion sickness in the theater from what I've read. I haven't, I haven't seen the movie myself personally. Mm-hmm. You should myself. watch it. It's actually like a really cool experience. I admire the, you know, how they did it. Mm-hmm. But it was like some like YouTube guy that like did a short of it on YouTube. I'm not sure. And if then it got picked up for a feature. That's awesome. I'm not sure if it interests me though. Mm-hmm. But obviously that doesn't matter. Um, yeah, like we were saying, I think you can kind of film from a first person because you can have that character narrate yeah. everything that's happening. Some people, uh, you've seen mind. Birdman. Yeah, wait, Birdman. Birdman. Oh, I have seen Birdman. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. He narrates a lot. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. No, you're right. The movie was so cool when I first saw it. Yeah, that movie like blew. It just destroyed my life. <laughs> I was just like, wow. The concept of conventional cinematography. I was just like, wow. Just everything. What made to look like it was in one take. That was so cool, dude. I. It was just wow. Everything just had to be. Well, it didn't. It had to be pretty fucking perfect. To be able to film it seamlessly. Yeah. Professional filmmakers are something else. Oh, yeah, man. Well, I mean, they always are. It's ridiculous. They'll be there. One day. You're getting there. Making close steps, big steps. Yeah. <laughs> Just got all like sad and deep on for a second. Basic storytelling. Yeah, dude. Isn't that so cool? Write your own stories and what you do. Whether that be writing, whether that be any other art form. Mm-hmm. Tell something. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. So now that break's coming up. What are you planning? What do you, what do you, I'm asking you, what do you have planned? I think I'm gonna go away. <laughs> All right, when I say like that, it's a bit weird, but yeah, no, I, think I, I think I'm just gonna go out of state for a little bit with my dad and my brothers. That's nice. I'm gonna go on a trip or two. Sometimes it's good. Well, to one say. trip, but to mm-hmm. multiple destinations just for like a week or two. Come back after New Year's and get ready for my class that I have in the middle of the break. Oof. Yeah, I talked about that last period. Yeah, man, that's last podcast. That's gonna be interesting. I hope so. I hope it is gonna be interesting because I really don't want to be bored in a three and a half hour class. That's gonna be unbearable, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna want to be there. I'm gonna want to. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, it's like a good deal though, because <laughs> collapse on the floor every day. It's like two weeks opposed to like sixteen weeks. I just don't want to be overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. But that's true. Also, the benefit is just one class. Yeah. So I can just focus my time and my energy on mm-hmm. one class rather than exactly. just like having to slice it up into, okay, one hour to one and a half hour on math, then one to two hours on marketing. And then, you, yeah. You know, no, like yeah, no, I see my schedule yeah. and managing my time because that's something where I have serious faults. Mm-hmm. I need to learn to better manage my time. Yeah, that's really because important. I've, Dude, I caught myself procrastinating too many times this semester. And I ended up having to do projects the day they were due. And only just barely finishing them. And of course, they're kind of half-baked. They're not as good as I can make them. Mm -hmm. 
And I've been told like it's a fucking shame because you're a writer, yet you're turning in these half-assed essays. You know you didn't put any effort into them. The professor's gonna know you didn't put any effort into them. Yeah. You get surprised or you get upset when you get a B minus. You didn't give A plus work. So what's with the face? Mm-hmm. You know, if you want the grades, if you want to look special, if you want to be distinct, if you want to make the dean's list, if you want to make yourself proud, do what you know you can do. Every day, I, I don't, I don't do that because it's easy for me to just get distracted and not want to. It's hard, man. It's, like <sighs> we were just talking um, before we recorded how, like for finals week, I literally had to go on my phone and physically delete all the social media on my phone because i just like it's hard man it's hard and literally there's just like one section in our library where it's met that no one can talk at all it has to be absolutely quiet and i have to go there to to work i can't go like to the main area where like you sit with your friends and work because I, I just can't study like that well i start to feel like a puppy <laughs> oh or yeah I'm stimulated by everything that's happening around me and I want to look at everyone I want to talk to everyone I want yeah. to like think about everything at once and then I'm just, <laughs> I can't focus on this essay I keep writing the same sentence over and over in my head mm-hmm. nothing happens it's been two hours and I've only written ten words what am I doing yeah I'm wasting my time is what I'm doing there's, there's a time and a place for friendship there's a time and a place for mm-hmm. talking about yeah, I agree. Like, what you want to talk about and mm-hmm. talk about what you have to talk about. And yeah. I don't know, man. It's just, it's a challenge for me to, yeah, to stick definitely, to Definitely, definitely. I was, I was talking to my mom the other day and she was saying, oh, we should come home and visit. And I was like, oh, I can't have to study. And she's like, just study here. But I like physically can't. Like for me, a big thing is my location. Like I was telling her like at my house, like right now in my room, like if I'm here, I can't do work here. Like this is my place where I come to like sleep relax which it should be out which it should exactly. be exactly and then like even even our office at the university like i can't do homework there i have to do work because mm-hmm. that's like my workplace mm-hmm. and then the library is where i do my homework and study and i can't overlap any of those if i'm in my office trying to do work i'll be like oh i gotta send this email and i'll start working and that's just how i work well it's good because you should separate where you sleep where you relax yeah. mm-hmm. where you goof off and where you are productive, where you, I don't, you're influenced by your surroundings. Oh yeah. So by definitely. sitting in what we call the Harry Potter room, <laughs> which is the yeah, quiet, yeah, 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 which is the quiet library it. space, by yeah. sitting in there because it just looks like this grand hall. By sitting in there, no one else is talking. Everyone is focused. You're one in the same. Mm-hmm. You know, you're one with the productivity. Exactly. You're on the fucking same wave, bro. <laughs> <laughs> on the same wavelength, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, by yeah. by doing that, you're, dis- you're disciplining yourself. Yeah. And it just, it feels good to finish things on it time. It does. It does. And it feels good, like, going home. Like, I haven't I, done shit. Yeah, going home and just being like, all right, I accomplished what I would need to accomplish. You know? I'm going to get some rest tomorrow morning, wake up, and now next day, let's go. I'm going to kick back. I'm going to do something that's personally important. Mm -hmm. Finish a project that I want to do. Exactly. That's not for school. Mm -hmm. Or I just want to lean against the pillow and watch some TV. Or I want to read. I don't know. 
it's just like that's that's always been a very fulfilling sense of accomplishment when I've like done something days in advance and I don't have to worry about it at the last minute. I don't yeah. have to like go fucking crazy mm-hmm. at my computer. It's like a hard high habit octane to be, action, just mm-hmm. like trying to type up my fingers going a thousand miles an hour if they're able to in the first place because I'm just like in turbo mode trying to write this two page paper that ends up sadly like <laughs> I don't even know what. Yeah. That I'm gonna like hand on my professor. Expecting them to fall for it like it's a serious essay. Yeah. And not only am I just like bullshitting myself, I'm bullshitting other people. And I'm better than that. Mm-hmm. I know I'm better than that. And just and like what you were mentioning, it's kind of like not a waste of time, but it kind of is a waste of time where it is a waste of time. You're not progressing as a writer, you're not, you know, getting better at what you're doing, you're just kind of half assing it. You sort of just you're staying at the same level. Like floating in space. Mm-hmm. Or like chilling at the baseline. Exactly. Or wherever your fucking benchmark. I don't know. <sighs> Life should be constant improvement. That's yeah. what I like. I would like for myself at least. What can I do better? And that's not torturing myself and saying like, fuck, I always need to do better. Mm-hmm. It's what can I do better? And then it's being peace, at peace with that. With my room for growth. Mm-hmm. So it's just... <laughs> Okay, so you know, what can I, not what can I do better? What can I do differently? Yeah, I feel like we talked about this before. You know what I mean? No, we have. We haven't talked about this. I feel like we have. It's be. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to get a new habit. Definitely. Like, but like, what is better? Like, does it mean like I'm able to work faster? I'm able to come up with more creative ideas? Well, I think what we're, specifically what we're talking about is do I need be, breeding the habit of procrastination? Do I require less feedback? I don't. It's more like getting on top yes. of what you have to do. Okay. Like accomplishing, like, like, you know, like once in a while you do do that where I finish an assignment early and it's like, cool, that felt nice. And you, you always have that thought of, all right, I'm going to do this next time. But then next time rolls around, you don't do it. And it's back to the same, you know, half-assing it. And it's like trying to pick up that habit is what's hard. It's like the same aspect. Like, like for me, it's like the, that thing with like the gym, whenever I go to work out, <laughs> It's, like, hard for me to, like, stick to every single day. But once I get in the rhythm, like, two weeks in, like, then it's, like, all right, now I got to do this. But if I fall out, like, I fall out and I can't. It's hard to get back into it. Yeah, you're just, like, wanting to fucking chill. And then some cloud of a human being, like, bursts through your door and fucking swallows an egg yolk. Yesterday you said tomorrow. <laughs> so fucking That should be a me. commercial right there. You know what I mean? So there's, mm-hmm. like... <laughs> it's hard it's man. so it's fucking hard. hard i don't want to do it and like yeah, this is my man. life i want to do what i want to do but what if what i want to do isn't going to get me anywhere isn't going to do anything for me i'm going to feel like i'm going to feel like pond scum i'm useless mm-hmm. i'm going to feel like just like i don't know <laughs> no i see what you're saying i feel like a slug yeah but then again it's just like I don't want to burn myself out either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's, it sucks burning out. I'm trying to find, but I don't know. It's just like so hard. Cause like some people find the argument that you have to bring yourself out. You have to, you have to bring yourself you have out to bring yourself out in order, order to, to like push yourself, you know, to the next level. So you have to burn the fuck out and not want to do you, anything. You have to, you have to, you have to, <laughs> fall into a deep depression and that's literally like like for example since we're talking we were talking about writing in order to was um like er, like Hermes Her, Her, what am I saying 
Ernest Hemingway. Er, Ernest. Ernest Hemingway would take, I think it was four <laughs> hours out of his every single day that he would sit down and just write. Every single time. This is my time to write. I'm going to use these four hours to write. And you'd sit down and write every single day for four hours. Also, dude, Ernie had the time to write. That dude yeah. was so fucking famous. He was so rich. He was so... But think about well it before known. he was famous. And it's like that same idea that a lot of people do where it's like, you know, I grinded to get here. <laughs> I remember, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Like, like we do think about like these successful stories, but think about it when they weren't successful yet, where they worked normal jobs and got home and sat down at the end of the day and all right, boom, I'm going to get this done now. <sighs> it's just hard. And it's so hard because... You always want to compare it like, oh, that's unrealistic. Like, oh, like, well, there aren't enough hours that. in the day. Plus, I have to get my sleep if I'm gonna function. Well, that's that's the thing though. Like, people make the argument like, like how if much you really you want it, need, huh? then you, you I only get four six. hours. <laughs> exactly, you little bitch. Like, I only get four hours, and I'm fine. Holding a coffee in hand. Yeah, I up. know. <laughs> Honestly, like, if it wasn't for coffee, I would no. probably like die this semester. No. Eight hours of sleep is what I'd like to receive. But then there you go. It's just that same <laughs> argument where it's like, what do you... It's like go to bed early, go to bed late, wake up early. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's hard. It's a hard thing. It's even hard to wake up. But you have to. It's hard. I saw this post the other day where people were criticizing this image on... I was posting on Instagram or some shit. It was like, the grind starts after the nine to five it's like the, from the nine to five you go to your fucking job and then from six to midnight from six to two in the morning that's when you grind your your what you want to do that's when you grind that hobby that's when you kill it that's when you make process like progress so what do they say like nine to five pays the bills six to Two builds the empire. Or some shit. <laughs> it was just, it was like, it was the, the grime mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of superficial because mm -hmm. it doesn't consider the fact that, like, you're at a shitty job that doesn't pay you well, that you don't give a fuck about, they don't give a fuck about you, you're replaceable. <laughs> but in order to build this better life for yourself, in order to take care of yourself, in order to, like, be in a position where you don't have to worry anymore. You have to make sacrifices. You have to stay up late. You have to lose sleep. You have to skip a meal. You have to, I don't know. Yeah. I, but uh, my problem with that is I think it's right because we're forced if, not forced, but in certain circumstances, like you have to, have a certain job with a certain set of hours. You have to go in every day. You get paid this amount, mm -hmm. and that's that. It's either room for growth or not. So, your only chance at making it big time, or seeing yourself as a success, or I don't know, because then this leads into like what is success to find success for you? Is it the that money? Is, is it the is. fame? Is it the power? Mm -hmm. The influence? Is it? Like, what do you want to do? Mm. Yeah. And where do you want to be? I want to be a writer. I want my work to be published in the top magazines. I want to be a bestseller. 
Mm-hmm. I want to live off my writing. I want to be a famous graphic designer. I want to start my own creative agency. I want to be an art director. I want to be a designer of user interfaces and of the user experience. I want to have million dollar clients and or millionaire clients and sign million dollar deals. I want to be a father. I want to take care of my children. I want to work hard for them so that they can work hard for themselves. Making me as a strong example, I want to take care of my family. I want to get straight A's in school. I want to impress my professor. I want to impress myself. I want to graduate the top of my class and not boast about it because I'm not insecure. (laughs) I want to get... So, like, what is that? I guess what... Is that like something that's personally fulfilling? It changes for everybody. There is people it's that subjective. Success is subjective. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Because there's people that necessarily... They're content with just not like... They're content with seeing where they're at. And that's totally fine. That's perfectly and then, okay. And then there's those people that are, you know, no like you were that. saying and posting on Instagram. They're like, it's like, yo, 2 a.m. is when the day starts. And they just grind out. 6 p.m. is when the day starts after mm-hmm. my regular job, my day job. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be famous. I'm going to have eight figures. I'm going to drive the Ferrari. I'm going <laughs> to, I don't know. Do a mm-hmm. somersault off the waterbed in my New York City penthouse. I don't know. People even have waterbeds anymore. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's a <laughs> fuck waterbeds, dude. Have you ever been on one? Yeah, <laughs> awful. Do you remember, like when I was like twelve, I like laid on one like, and I popped it. in a month. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> I don't know, man. I never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but then there's also like those like uh, like late bloomer type stories that you hear about where people not to like their 40s that blow up you know or they quote unquote get successful well like we said you should give yourself the time don't kill yourself in the 20s and you'll like never get big um <laughs> it gives a, you yeah give yourself the time to pop as we mentioned with the popcorn analogy the famous popcorn <laughs> analogy I need to stop with the popcorn analogy. be patient with yourself <laughs> understand the popcorn analogy yeah don't kill yourself, <laughs> exhausting yourself, 6 p.m. to 2 a.m., having mm-hmm. to wake up at 6, getting four hours of sleep every single day, falling into, I don't know. But then, like, stability. I don't know, like, some, for some people, that's what they have to do. Like, so well, let's talk about specifically for our kids. Yeah, they don't want to do that. Uh, yeah, yeah do you that. Know, I'm done generalizing because like, I don't want to, like, blanket what I have to say over mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of people who's... <laughs> daily lives are different from mine yeah so talk about me let's okay. talk about me all right let's go let's it. talk about us okay so i've already done a lot of talking your turn <laughs> i was just give the example of like specifically for college students in our situation where i know some college students that they physically like they have to work they have to work jobs and they're on the same majors as other people that don't have jobs and you know they're just there for school but other people have to work 20 plus hours 
but they still have the same amount of, of homework, same amount of tests, same amount of studying that has to be done compared to someone who doesn't have a job. Mm-hmm. And so that's when at the end of the day, they have to stay up that, that late. They have to like kill themselves, burn out in order to get ahead. Like they have to, to they physically have to. To meet their basic needs. Exactly. Like they have I've gotta to. I've got to eat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've got to pay the rent. I need, <laughs> I need to go to school. Mm-hmm. I've got to, I don't know, make student loan payments. Yeah. After you've graduated. And that so, like raises the question of like... It's also, I don't fucking like the knocking of the nine to five. When people say, fuck my nine to five. Fuck your nine to five. You're better than that. You know yeah. you're better than that. Get off your lazy ass. Your lazy ass is what they say. Get off your lazy ass. Mm-hmm. Stay up until two in the morning. Grind that shit out. And you'll be a success. Well, like, but the thing is like, what if you like your nine to five? Yeah, that's what I was about what to say. What if that takes care of you? Like, I generally know people, because I took like a really hard accounting class this semester. I generally know people that are accountants and they are, they're excited to go to work. They're like, yes, let me go to the office. Accountants also make good money and they take care of big companies. You're they take care of all to companies. To deal with numbers. They just generally yeah. are fascinated by numbers. If that's your thing, that's your thing. Yeah. I support it. But you I feel like our day and age, it's like very much like, like, fantasize this idea of you know traveling the world and not settling down like you have to like have this quote-unquote company to like be successful like that's what success is now in our day and age you know it's like self-made yes exactly exactly you made your own company Mm -hmm. you do what you want to do on your schedule exactly no one fucking tells you what to do and that's that you pay yourself or people pay you and so you pay yourself (laughs) what they pay you Yeah, yeah but uh, I mean, everybody wants to travel. Who doesn't want to travel? I feel like people who travel a lot might be like burned out by traveling. Mm-hmm. I'll say like traveling is overrated. Some people have said that. I've heard people say that. I don't want to believe it because I'm yet to kind of travel all that I want I, I could see where they're coming from, but I feel like they just said, actually, I don't know. That's, I mean, that's, that's, an, that's another episode right there. Traveling. That's traveling. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. This is like, I don't, the, I was listening to one of our earlier episodes. Yeah. Where we mentioned the nine to five. Mm-hmm. The nine to five. The nine to five. And it's just like, you hear that so it's a fucking cliche. Yeah. The nine to five job. Don't feel bad about your nine to five job unless it just like truly doesn't reward you in any way. You feel like it holds you back. And that's when there's a problem. And yes, you should take the time to move on to new opportunities. But if your nine to five is what you love to do, it takes care of you, it helps you take care of others, why would you stop? Yeah. Why would you want to find anything different? If that's what you want, I get, okay, wait, hold on. Wait. <laughs> it's just like. It's just, it's just different situations I can't, for different people. I mean, here I'm trying to speak for everybody again. I can't. You I can't, can't do that. Yeah. For me, if I had a nine to five job, I'm a grown adult. If I was a grown adult, I'm about to be. And that took care of me, that took care of my family, helped me take care of my family. And I still had the time to give to my hobbies, to my writing, to my design, to my, well, unless design was my career, um, to whatever it was on the side. And what it was on the side happened to get me noticed, happened to make me a lot of money. Would you stop your nine to five, your regular job? I would say that it depends. Because if I was in the creative field, if I was an art director, if I was someone who wanted to 
change the world through design, mm -hmm. make my mark that way, then no, I would not want to stop. If I became a famous author while also being a graphic designer, I wouldn't want to stop design. And so I'd keep working through my, in my career, making moves in my career while also making moves in the literary world, if that were ever to happen. What, what if you worked... I'm trying to think. All right. Um, what if you worked as... Um, I'm trying to think what subject you hated in high school. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> I'm All right, what if you worked a job um, that you completely hated, but it made good money, and it provided for your family, and it helped your family be in a better position, and you completely hated your job? You hated every single minute of it. What would you do? Think, think about Fight Club. <laughs> I reference movies too much. I'm in no position to help my family, help anybody. If I'm in no position to help myself, and I feel worn down by my own job, and what I if, have what, a what if your family, have a crisis. what if what if you quitting like put, destroyed, like not destroyed, but put your family in a position where they needed you, like they relied on your income. I'm also gonna keep doing that until I don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. But I'm not gonna like it. I don't have to like it. Mm -hmm. I do it for them. In that case. Because the well-being of those that I love is also supremely important to me. Mm -hmm. Well, supreme would indicate like the number one, but it's, it's, it's up there. Number two, we'll say. It's me. But if my children needed that, if my wife needed me. Damn, bro, who's mad, man? Ooh, but cuff you up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to talk. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> if they needed me I'm gonna keep working for them uh -huh. because that's important to me yeah that has to be something that I do do it for them and then I'll do it for myself what if it was what if it was in a position where like you would have to work that hypothetically you have to work that job so like, let's say for the rest I, of I your had life. no time absolutely none and it was exhausting so it's like I was there Let, from let's, let's say it was a physically demanding job so I was there from 6 in the morning until like 10pm yeah. uh -huh. and the only literally the only thing that I want to do when I go home is to go to sleep just sit down lay down because mm -hmm. I can't I can't stand up anymore I can't move anymore it hurts yeah. I just want to eat I want to go to bed because I have to repeat this in the morning and I'm too fucking tired mm-hmm Oh, man, dude, in that situation, that's just like something that just seems like it's a trap. So, if it's at the expense of your mental health or your physical health, your well-being, if you're going to die doing this shit, potentially, you need to stop. It is within my... But what, uh, not what, you what need if, to stop. What if, I would need to stop. What if you stopping basically I stop. made, you, made you die? <laughs> not, not like you what if I like, but like obviously stop walking in my work boots and turn it no dust. but I'm saying like <laughs> in the same aspect that your family relies on that and that you stopping means food isn't going to be coming anymore this or that is it is it going to happen you just physically can't survive without your income from you working this one job what if I physically can't survive by continuing to do the job and I die doing the job and then my family's stuck anyway because I fucking died but that's but those are real world like situation i understand but i'm saying but like what would you do <laughs> it's tough to say because i'm not in that, any kind of situation i've kind of worked toward not well i can't say that but i'm trying not to find myself in a situation like that but let's say like i try to cooperate with my partner mm -hmm. 
this is wearing me down. I can't do this anymore. I think we should start discussing, like, I don't know, you finding employment too if you don't already have it and supporting each other and but they're f- by supporting each other. What if, what if you're a single father? Dude, you're like trying to put throw me in these situations. <laughs> no, I can't say because I've never been there. I can't say. I don't know. I don't know how I would handle that. I, I would have to find some other source of income somehow, I suppose. Do something. How old are my kids? Four or five? Two and three. Two and three? Shh. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like, I wouldn't be able to leave them at home all day. There had to be somebody yeah, else. Be daycare. To There's so another expense right there. Daycare? Oh, man. What are my hours? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, this, gets, this gets complicated. It's so like, what are my hours? So like, six, a normal job, let's say. Six, well, actually, you're providing for two kids. Let's just say, like, six to you ten, have to take double shifts. Let's six say, to like, 10 p.m.? Well, it could be during the morning, let's say 9 a.m. to, I don't know, like 6 p.m. 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Okay, so 6 p.m. I'd get home, I'd feed the kids immediately. We'll pick them up from wherever they are. Mm-hmm. I'd feed them, let them do their thing. And if I've, if this is just like a job that I don't have to take anything home with me, then I'm going to try to do something different where I'm able to make another source of income mm-hmm. so that I can like ease my way out of this current situation. And if I'm a single father and I don't want to continue being a single father, maybe, I don't know, go out on the weekend or something, try to meet somebody. But what, what, if, what, if, you, what if you have a physical demanding job where all day you work from 9 a.m. 9 a. to 6 p.m.? But then again, like, I don't want to like, be in a relationship to like, force somebody into a situation where they've got to also work, too. I don't, mm-hmm. That sounds weird. Like, what if they want to work? Then obviously, you, of course, you can work. Yeah. But like... <sighs> It's hard. These are very real. These are real, yeah. Real, <laughs> like, circumstances that you're throwing into. I can't. And, and this is a discussion I, I was know. having in my economics class where it's talking about, like, the poverty line within the United States and uh, the real... Because, like, just think about in our position. We, we're about to graduate college and get a master's and hit the workforce and get a decent job. But that took us about, what, like, 16 years? 17 years of just working and someone helping us to get to this point so then in a sense we could progress into like a better life but this also goes back into the quality of my work of my job the job itself mm-hmm. but like, i'm just saying just opportunity for you even like my job, job should that, be it just like i take care of my wage. job just like i take care of my job my job should be able to take care of me mm-hmm. but i'm just saying like the idea of this idea of getting out of this you know the thing is poverty traps people that's what you're talking about. If yeah. I make minimum wage taking care of two kids, of course I'm not going to have time to do anything else. And I'm not going to have time to be able to create opportunities for myself or I'm mm-hmm. able to get out of that. It's a trap. It's a fucking trap. Mm-hmm. That's why <laughs> I, you need to be taken care of by an employer that cares about you. And I suppose work toward being your own employer so that you can take care of yourself and not depend on someone else to do that for you. I don't know. But it's just like, I shouldn't be forced to starve, forced to go crazy, lose my mind, lose my life over a job, over something that just my situation. I should be taken care of too. I'm a human being. I shouldn't 
have to just like I'm not gonna mooch but I shouldn't like be forced to just like fend for myself and everything that I have to do I don't know man people are people and we like in a situation like that like I'd, I'd want to have support so yes that living wage benefits and time off because also that's just like better for my kids too because then I can spend time with them I don't know that's just what I, that's just how I feel damn no that's it's an interesting topic damn let's talk about something positive <laughs> it is something positive because that's how we could this is like I would do anything to take care of myself and when the family arrives whenever that happens I'd do anything to take care of my family mm-hmm. That's that, period. Damn. Okay. And how about you? Yeah, I don't know, man. Like you said, <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It's. I don't know how yeah, to talk. I don't, I don't know how to talk about it completely with every careful detail. Just explain because I haven't been there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll ever be there. It's hard. It's definitely hard. It's just. I don't know. It shouldn't just be like fuck you. I got mine. <laughs> I'm making millions You're making minimum wage You're making minimum wage Because you fucking deserve it Yeah I don't know dude, I'm making hard. millions Because I deserve it Because I earn it And a, a big aspect Is like the way you, you You grow up You know What you experience That shapes your The way you think your, your work ethic Everything I saw my dad Working Almost those hours 6am to 10pm Nearly Virtually every single day Every day For my family For my family Mm-hmm. For myself, for my mother, for my brothers, so that we could eat, so that we could have the roof over our heads, so that we could have transportation, so that we could go to good schools, and so that we could be successful ourselves. So he's sweat in the sun, and he's bled from <laughs> various parts of his body, and he's been stressed. Yeah. He's lost sleep too, but all for the family. Not for himself. But sometimes, I don't know, man. For me, um, I would, I, I have to take care of myself, no matter what. Because I can't take, like I just said, I can't take care of anyone else if I can't take care of myself, and I definitely can't take care of anybody if I'm dead, or if I'm, I don't know. <laughs> That's just how I feel about it, and why I choose to work hard now, why I want to stop procrastinating. I want to create opportunities for myself. Yeah. If you don't see the opportunity, make the opportunity. If someone rejects you, do it for yourself. I don't put it out there. Create your own marketing strategy, your own campaign. Market yourself. Be somebody. Be somebody. Be somebody. If you don't do it for yourself, do it for someone who's going to be important to you. Do it for your future self. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I would like to do. I, did, I try to do almost everything for it. The future benefit. The potential benefit. Because mm-hmm. I can only guess about the future. I try to predict it by making confident and strong choices. Yeah. All right, I think that's a good note to end the episode. End the episode. All right, everybody. (laughs)
This has been episode nine of the Be Somebody Somebody Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify, Apple Music. We're on Anchor. We're on Google Podcasts. If you've got a phone, if you've got a computer, if you've got a TV, internet enabled, catch us, you know. Catch us there and tell your friends catch about it. Catch us on the flip it. side. Go tell your friends about it. Go tell your family about it. Go tell us about it. What do you think? Yeah. What do you feel? What would you do in the, in the, if you found yourself in the, talking about the topic that we just talked about? What's your opinion? Thoughts? Comments? <laughs> Whatever, you know. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we love y'all. See you next episode. We'll see you then.